In the world of business, profit is everything. Those that are not profitable are condemned from memory. And the most important business of all is watching anime. out uh no get this get, get the sillies in john yeah you're right the wiggles drew a bigger crowd at the bok center than donald trump dab 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 for the wiggles <laughs> dab goals although i was more of a raffy guy myself when i was that age yeah i was never into the wiggles i guess like, i was I was more into the Wiggles than Raffy because I have no idea who that is. Yeah, you know, you know the song "Baby Beluga." Okay, nope. that's him. You know, Andrew, you don't know "Baby Beluga." No, I do not. You were a deprived child. No, he was a depraved child. That I mean, you can be both. <laughs> I'm a depraved human being, not just a child. All right, welcome back to the weekly anime performance review. Uh, where we review the performance of Anime Weekly. I am John, your queen of weebs. I am Chris. Go to hell, dumbass coffee. <laughs> and I'm Andrew, the CEO of Ye Crazy Ha. <laughs> Wait, where does the coffee come into it? Did you not see the picture Andrew posted last night? Oh, yeah. <laughs> dumbass <laughs> coffee. What <laughs> anime is that from? Uh, it's go to hell, dumbass, and then ass coffee. Right. Ass coffee. <laughs> See, now I'm just thinking about that time that Aaron on Game Grub said, make a coffee out of my ass strips. <laughs> um, he says a lot of stuff when he's feeling strong emotions. Anyways, I'm Andrew, the CEO <laughs> of Ye Crazy Ha. Huh? You already said that, you dope. I'm trying to get us back on track, John. Off with his head. Oh, okay. You, you should know as well as anyone that there is no track. <sighs> yeah, just like this, I can't this, pretend there is. This is a free ro free roaming train, also yeah. known as a truck. <laughs> 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 I mean, is it? I, I, what is it? What is a truck if not a train with two cars that doesn't have to be on rails? John, none of us argued with you. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're still uh, have we still have four shows remaining, uh, some of which ended this week. So we will talk about most them. Of most of most of which ended this week. So we will not be uh, rating. We will not be giving a. Uh, we'll be talking about the episodes, not the shows. Yeah, if that makes. We're sense. not we're not going to vote on them this week uh, because they ended. So because we like to the ones that make it to the end, we like to vote on all at once once they've reached their conclusions. So we can talk about them holistically. Uh, so first, on the docket for this week is our only show that didn't end this week, uh, and that is Kaguya-sama Love is War. Uh, in this week's episode, Ishigami finally tells his side of the story of what happened in middle school, and he has a great time with the sports festival. It was pretty my boy. unusual. My boy, indeed. He truly, In this episode, he was, again, truly best boy and girl. Uh, <clears throat> anyway. Um, it was pretty incredible that the show did a whole episode on basically one contiguous narrative. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, like, you have Ishigami at first kind of finally coming out of his shell and enjoying himself, and he sees the girl that he was into in middle school in the crowd, and he kind of gets back into the funk uh, until he remembers... His solution, which is to tell her to go to hell because she is a dumbass. <laughs> well, I also, I don't think he was necessarily into her and more they were, he thought they were friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he wasn't into her at all. I mean, well, okay, he might have been a little bit. Yeah. But... Well, yeah, but he said, he said, I don't really care, but just stop cheating on her. You, you, you freaking dink. Yeah. You freaking dumb, dumb. You freaking dumb, dumb. So Ishigami didn't, Ishigami didn't do anything wrong. Well, I mean, he shouldn't have beat the guy up. I mean, it's fine. Whatever. Yeah, he deserved it. Oh, okay. He, he had it coming, okay? Yeah, he, he only, only had, had himself, himself to blame. To blame. <laughs> we went for the same joke, Chris. 
Also, Chris, uh, you are now going to jail because you just appropriated Chicago culture and I'm from Chicago. That's fine. You've been appropriating Texas culture for years. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so we're at an impasse here. And one thing that they've been kind of emphasizing this season, and it came up a lot in this episode, uh, is the reason that ever, that Miyuki has, a, has such a magnetism and everyone likes him is that he is genuinely an amazing person. He's just yeah. a, a great person. This is one of the best examples of that in the whole show. Because he's the one that like basically kicked down Ishigami's door after middle school and was like, hey, we know you didn't do anything wrong. Come live life again. Yeah. So there's also an argument to be made for Miyuki being the goodest boy. Yeah. That's why Ishigane's the real OTP. Oh, man. I'm not... <laughs> I mean, I'm sure... I mean, I'm sure it exists. Yes. There's a character in canon who ships it. I mean, I get it. I don't ship but I get it. There's yeah. probably someone who ships Kaguya and... Um... Ayasaka? Yeah. I mean, that's that's even less of a stretch. Oh, definitely. <laughs> but she basically has a single target sexuality. Oh, hundred percent. I'm still. I'm going to. I'm going to be. Chris, what was the quote official end quote ship name for Ino and Ishigami? Uh, I call them Inogami. Yeah, I am Inogami. Inogami till the day I die. I want that. To, honestly, I want that to happen more than I want. Uh, Miyuki and Kaguya to happen. Well, because it's a given that Miyuki and Kaguya are going to get together. It's not mm -hmm. a given that Ino and um, Ishigami. Ishigami. I don't know names. <laughs> We've been watching this one. We've watched like a lot of episodes of this one, Andrew. My list of names has scrolled off of my chart that I have of all the different shows, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, you keep a chart of names and you still can't remember them? Yes. <laughs> wow, you really can't read, huh? Nope. All right. It doesn't really do good to make a chart of names if I can't read them. I did but... like. Yeah, go ahead. No, well, I was just gonna say um, that I feel like this is the first time that we got a big chunk of information about someone who's not Kaguya or Miyuki. Yeah. You I know, think like so, we, yeah. This is like the first time that one of them has had a big flashback and all that. Like, this entire episode was about him. We've had segments about people, but this entire episode mm -hmm. was mm -hmm. Ishigami from Ishigami's point of view. Right. Which was cool, because I think of the main characters, he's the one that deserves it the most. Uh, deserves a focus episode the most. I agree, because I feel like Chika's there more as like... um. She's not very complicated. <laughs> she's not too complicated. She's there more of like um as the like foil to all of their plans. Yeah. Than much else. Like I I wanna like I think I don't think that uh she might have had like one line in this episode. Same with Kaguya. I think Kaguya had a few. Mm -hmm. Kaguya had a few. Yeah. But yeah, this was more the Ishigami episode. Mm -hmm. With with yeah. with with the substantial bit part by Miyuki. Mm -hmm. Oh, and also, uh, I really appreciated the scene where, you know, he looked up after having enjoyed himself, and now the cheerleading squad had faces. Yeah. Yes. So he's kind of ready to live with other people again. Mm -hmm. Well, and the student council were there that were going to cheer him up because he did technically lose the race. Mm -hmm. um, and the student council was going to go to cheer him up, but Miyuki stopped and was like, no. I was so mad at that scene. <laughs> well... Yes, but I'm glad he didn't because it ultimately led to Ishigami being like, oh, these normal people are my friends. Yeah. So I I feel like they're going to do something with Ishigami and the blonde girl in the cheer squad. Which one? The one that does class. The one that talks to him. <laughs> well, there's two of them. No, one of them has pink hair. Yeah. The, the one that's like blonde, blonde. And I don't know. I want her to go away so that he can be with Eno. And that is my key takeaway from this show okay. now. You know, got me for life. <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page about this, at least. And I'm yeah. not, you're not mad at me. <laughs> Why would I be mad at you? Right? No, Why would I be mad at like... you for shipping the correct characters? <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> 
I would dearly love a spin-off that's just Osaragi trying to set Eno and Ishigami up. I mean, Miyuki would help. Yeah. If he's still around and not graduated. Yeah. Maybe maybe throw in Moeha and Kei, since the older people have graduated and they've entered high school yeah. by that point. Yeah, I think the next student council would probably be Eno, Ishigami, Kei, and Moeha. Yeah. Well, and... are they seniors or are they just... Uh, they are second years right now. Yeah. And so... But they still have another year. Yeah. But this they had the elections halfway through the school year. Okay. So they were elected at the end of their freshman year. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, because don't they have elections every half year is kind of what I feel like. Well, it's every... They have them once a year. They just oh. only had them... They have them halfway through the school year. And I think it's so that way... The... Um, if you're a senior, you can focus on exams and whatever Yeah. in college. Yeah. That makes sense. Because Shuchin is definitely the kind of school where if you get into college or you die. Yeah. Yeah. It's like my high school. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I, that was like probably when I first started having like real anxiety was during the unit in, in junior year of high school where they taught us to write college entrance exams, uh, essays. I had, a, I had a friend growing up who went to a private school. Who like if you didn't have, if you were, hadn't been accepted to a college by a certain date, they would kick you out so that way they could maintain a hundred percent college acceptance rate. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, that sounds like something a private school would do. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Um, yeah. Speaking of schools, then I did like how they all. I know, great transition. <laughs> <laughs> how like Kaguya and Hayasaka were watching Otomo talk with her friends at the end and they could have intervened and said something like set the story straight but they didn't want to because they wanted her to remain happy you know like yeah, the story's over now right and so I did like that how I think they very easily any one of the mem- characters would have stepped in and set the story straight but they didn't need to because mm-hmm. they didn't feel like it was important yeah. And then I think another detail that I noticed this when we were doing the OVA, uh, when um, uh, Shirogane and Ishigami are talking about uh, the whole thing with Kaguya when she's upset with him for waking up with him in bed and mm-hmm. uh, he was asking for advice, Ishigami said, uh, if you have nothing to feel guilty about, you shouldn't apologize. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, so, Ishigami's kind of been on like an anti-woman kick for like most of season one. Yeah. So I guess it's I guess it's kind of all been building up to this more than I thought. Yeah. Like I was fine with Ishigami just kind of being a neat weirdo because he was a neat weirdo, but this is good too. Yeah. Well, because better it's in not, fact. I don't think that it's he's anti-woman. I think it's that he's very much like stand up for yourself. Yeah. And if that means. It does manifest as him being anti-woman a lot, though. It does. Because other men come to him for advice. Yeah. That's true. Men. They're 16. I think. 16, 17, uh, whatever. I think, I think, yeah. They're probably... Well, Ishigami's a year younger than mm-hmm. them. Yeah, he's probably 15. They're probably 16 to 17. No, I think he's 16 and they're 17. Yeah, that would... He and Kaguya might be the same age right now. Because Japanese high school is only three years. Yeah. I think Kaguya might still be 15. Okay. No way. She probably skipped a couple grades. No, like, I mean, she hasn't had her birthday yet. Oh. So, like, she'd still be 15 because she turned 16 this year, I think. No, because she turned 18 when she graduates. So she would be turning 17. I mean, people can be really young or really old. I don't know. John, I... My birthday was after the end of the school year, and I turned 18 once I graduated. I turned 18 before senior year started. Get shit on. Wow, Grandpa. <laughs> I'm like a year and two months older than you, man. Just a, almost a year. I don't know. Because um, if it was a year and two months, I would be a grade younger than you. I was almost the grade higher, uh, but mm-hmm. I had to wait a year to start school because I had to go to uh, therapy because my hands were too weak to write. Oh, well, that 
I don't know then. That's a you problem. Yeah, it was. Well, I fixed it. I can write now. You sure? And I use that power only for evil. <laughs> Good. Because I am the queen. Uh, well, <laughs> you just implied that queens have to do stuff for evil. I mean, monarchy is bad, Andrew. What are you? Where are you from? Like the 1700s? I mean, I'm not saying I'm not. Let's go ahead and vote on this one. This is our only vote this week because our other three shows all ended. Uh, <clears throat> so I'm going to vote to retain. Shocker, we're retaining Kaguya-sama. Hey, you're retaining Kaguya-sama. Shut up and retain Kaguya-sama, Andrew. Yeah, this is a monarchy. John decides. I well, retain. <laughs> if it's a true monarchy, then that means a woman can't rule. So, like, huh? It's that, never been a thing. That's not a monarchy thing. That's a, if we're going back to when monarchies actually mattered, then it would be women don't have any power. And um, well, we aren't back back when monarchies mattered. Well, Just, so then, fucking vote. <laughs> <laughs> I'm voting to fire. Are you okay. actually? Are you because really doing I this? Can't. Off okay. with his head. <laughs> I'm obviously retaining. Oh. So you're a coward. Why would I actually... <laughs> John, why would I actually fire this show? Okay, I'm kidding. I love you, Andrew. Uh, next That's... up on our list is Saying Yesterday for Me. Uh, in our final episode, which we're not expecting, yeah. uh, this, this one was originally supposed to go longer, as I recall. Uh, it was said to go longer on Mal. I don't know if it was originally set to go longer. Uh, so either Mal was just wrong or COVID did it. I, I would say probably COVID. Uh, fuck COVID, man. I'm tired of this shit. I want to go to the bar. <laughs> Bars are stupid. No, they're not. They have John, all the fancy... I mean, just, just make the fancy drinks at home. I don't yeah, have right? all the equipment. Get some equipment. Get some really elaborate costumes and then switch out back and forth and have a conversation with yourself where you as the bartender hear all the troubles of the patron, which is also you. Uh, and, you know, just unload and have the experience of going to a bar. Just play both sides. Or just have like a shirt that's different styles on each half. So that way, from one angle, you look like one person and the other side, you look like another. And like should have I... a hat that half of it's a bowler, half of it's like. um. Should I try to get the hot bartender's number? Yes. I mean, if you're if you are the bartender, then you're the hot bartender. Exactly. So it's yes. Like, do you so already I, so I can, have the number? So I can have a hundred percent success rate of getting the hot bartender's number. Just play role play as your D and D characters trying to hit on each other. I, I think, I think all of my D and D characters have incompatible sexualities. <laughs> I mean, it's fan fiction, John. <laughs> there we go alright uh, sing yesterday for me hi uh, <laughs> after Rose confrontation with Shinako uh, she and Rikuo both feeling guilty decide to end their relationship Shinako resolves to fix things with Ro while Rikuo realizes his feelings and confesses to Haru and we got the big dang kiss and I'm very happy that at least one of these shows didn't blue ball us on that yeah Listen. What? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say. Still still mad about Wave Listen to Me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one you're mad about. Right? <laughs> I'm kidding. Of the other also, two shows that are actually romance shows, wow. three of our shows are romance rom yeah. or rom-com-ish. Yeah. It's almost like it's a good genre or something. It's almost like people want to be loved. Yeah. I just want to be loved. I'm only five foot seven. Short men deserve love too. I love you, John. I know you do, Chris. And not just because you're my queen, and I have to. <laughs> <laughs> bow, bow to me, peasants. Uh, Anyways, I really did like this episode, and I liked all the development that happened. I think it felt rushed at times. Like yeah. it felt like this happened quick. This show doesn't yeah. do things quick, so that's why I think also COVID caused. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this now that you say that it did feel like kind of a we ran out of whatever ending. Well, I also don't see how they could have stretched this out for six more episodes and it feel good. 
I'm not disagreeing. Yeah, I, I'm really, honestly, pretty satisfied with this ending. Yeah. But this might have been like episode 15 or something. You know, I don't know what they, they would do for three episodes. John, this ran for like 18 years. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. But this probably isn't the end of the manga. Oh, it's definitely not. I'm saying they could have done more. Like they could have had another arc or something. Or they just cut out a lot of it. Or they did. They might have cut out a lot of Rose stuff, and that's why he wasn't really in it. Yeah. Well, but they might have um, planned on having it, and then, like, for a while, they changed to 12, and we just heard about it recently. Yeah. You know? And then they cut out Rose stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I gotta say, I did like the very end when, like, Roe moves into his college place. Yeah. And a girl answers the door for Shinako and she gets all flustered about it. Wasn't that happened before with Rikuo when uh, yeah. his ex was living yeah. with him? Exactly. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, I think they just kind of want to end it on a gag because, like, that's basically happened with every combination of these characters now. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, and uh, just everything about the last scene at the bus stop with Haru and Rikuo just destroyed my little heart. Yeah. Especially when she socked him right in the gut. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's like, you're not real. <laughs> but yeah. Also, shout out to Konsuke for saving the day. Yes. Like, without Konsuke calling at her, uh, she would have missed him. Yeah. And that would have made me sad. It would have made me very... God, that would have been <laughs> such a horrific way to end the show. That's a freaking well, war crime. He would have gone to her address or whatever, but yeah. But... You know, we were talking earlier, like, oh, none of them are going to end up together. But I at least think that Haru and Rikuo should. Yeah. I don't know about Shinako and Ro. In fact, I'm still anti-Shinako and Ro. Yeah. But <laughs> Haru and Rikuo, checkmark. Yes. That one. Give me that one. Yeah. They're yeah, doing well, it. Because with Shinako and Rikuo, they were like, they both, they didn't, they wanted to be in a relationship, but not necessarily with each other, and they, like, they didn't necessarily want to be together. They were just like, this seems right, so let's do it, mm -hmm. type of thing. It's, okay, the one thing, though, is that, like, Shinako kept saying she felt bad that she never really considered Ro as a potential partner, but, like, you're not... He was her student. Yeah, and also you, you have no obligation when someone shows interest in you to consider them if you're not interested. No, you don't. Yeah. Like, I don't think she had to feel bad. But she might have, what she might have meant was that she didn't even think about whether or not she was interested. Maybe so. Not. Yeah. But, but he's I, also I her student. Yeah, just the way that they phrased it. That's, yeah, that's, we didn't even bring that up last time. Like, Aside from the fact that they're effectively like cousins because of the, all the time that she spent around him as a little kid, she was also his teacher. I just don't like the two of them together. Yeah. Yeah. But the amount that I like Haru and Rikuo, especially in this episode, far counterbalances how much I dislike the two of them together. Yeah. Um, yeah, for real. Shout out to Konsuke, man. <laughs> Birds in bags. Birds in bags. Everybody should just carry around. We should just make birds smarter. Like, make them smart enough to talk for real. Not like parrot talking, like real talking. I mean, birds are smart. Yeah. So rather than carry around phones, we should all just have a bird. Yeah. Uh, mm. And make birds telepathic so we can just talk <laughs> to each other through birds. Uh, <laughs> I don't like, think... The only problem with that is that if the birds ever decided they didn't want to deal with us anymore, they could easily take over. Well, we just give them the personality of dogs, so that way they'll always be friendly. Yeah. If you treat them well. We just, we just make them well, yeah. dogs with wings. wings. And telepathic. Yeah. But okay. they still look like birds, or...? Yes. No, no, they're dogs with wings. What? Can mine be a pig instead? No. No. Uh, I want to do an epic Pink Floyd reference. Let me do the epic Pink Floyd reference. Pigs can't fly, John. But pigs on the wing, man. It's a great song. John. But like, that's pigs with wings, not pigs on wings. It's It's got a really good sex joke in it. I mean... Okay. <laughs> they talk about you? What? Oh. <laughs> Damn.
<laughs> I mean, I, it's got the joke. Uh, I mean, it's got the joke in there, like saying, "Now that I found a place to bury my bone," because there's a song called "Dogs," but it's also a sex pun. All right. I think, and I don't know if this is because it's kind of framed to where Rico is more of the main character, but I feel like the relationship with like we Sorry. had a good long segment with Rico and Shinako breaking up and mm-hmm. being adults about it and being like we're still going to be friends because this we is we have been friends not neither of our faults you know all that stuff and then we had a good segment with Rico confessing to um Haru and like you know I really was stupid I should have actually given you a chance and not just stayed head over heels for Shinako because that's what I was doing we only end on a little gag for them, you know, and we talked about it a bit, but like, yeah, don't and I actually get any payoff on what happened. I think that a lot of the reason that we just dislike the two of them as a couple so much is because that is the pairing that we spent the least time on. Yeah, right. And what we did spend on it was through the eyes of their brother, like. We haven't seen just them without this outside influence of Bro's brother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think that they're really going to... They're going to have to do a lot of work to escape that baggage, of course. They will, but we haven't seen any progress towards that. Especially in this episode, where it barely showed them. I think a lot of, I think a lot of that might have just been to... They just had to cut so much to put it into an anime that wouldn't just feel like it was ending... I'm not disagreeing, but I just think this show could have maybe used one more episode, maybe. Yeah. Or even half maybe. of an episode. Like an extra five minutes. Maybe. Maybe they could, maybe they could do a movie with this. Yeah. Maybe we cool. can get more into that next week. I mean, really, I just wanted a scene with Shinako and Ro talking things out. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't really get much of that this episode. Mm-mm. Next up on the list is Wave Listen to Me. In the last episode of this series, an earthquake rattles Hokkaido and causes a power outage during Minare's program. After some trepidation, she continues to broadcast with aplomb, choosing to devote herself to radio work. Didn't she already choose to devote herself to radio work like a couple episodes ago? She chose to give it a chance. Okay. But now she's I'm like, a- I actually want to do this. Yeah. I suppose I was getting things mixed up. Oh, and wow. she's like, oh, well, I do need money, though, so I'm going to work at it. Um, <laughs> but she said, I'm going to use it as podcast fodder. I, again, radio fodder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was so. So it's, it's, it's still progress because she's saying I'm doing this, but it's for the radio. Mm-hmm. Not just for livelihood. We got a lot of closure on uh, Makie and uh, Nakahara this time. Yeah. Uh, so during the power outage, they decided to sneak into the curry shop and start it up, start up like a soup kitchen for people that aren't going to have food well, because of the earthquake. Not sneak in. They just literally can't get in contact with the manager because the oh, phones right. are down. Oh, but he showed up with yeah. with, with Makie's brother, who has seems to have chilled out. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't try to kill Nakahara. Also, also, there was some weird, like, context going on there. It was weird because, like... The manager invited him to The the manager and Makie's brother were meeting up to talk about her future without her. Yeah. But then Makie's brother was like, I couldn't refuse an invitation. So it's like, did the manager invite him? I think the manager is probably into Makie's brother. Probably. I mean... He was going for the butt when the earthquake hit. Yes. You're paying attention. Yeah. His yes. signature move. <laughs> um, we also learn, I think this is a bit ne- near the beginning. They've talked about Joker something. Joker like something. Yeah, who sends stuff to the radio program, mm-hmm. a different when, one. Uh, when Mizuho and Minare were listening to the radio program the other night, uh, the one that uh, Mato told them to listen to. Uh, they said Joker Skonsky was submitting material to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Joker Skonsky turns out to be a, a, a pseudonym for Makie. Yep. And so we, th- I think she gets a job offer. Yeah. It's not stated. Mm-hmm. 
a but job off for a regular writing gig or something. We should yeah. have seen this coming, like, or we should have known that it was a character in this show. Maybe not necessarily to well, her, but it was one of those like one-off things that I don't think you'd really think about. But they mentioned it like two or three different times. I feel. I don't think so. No. No, they did. Because I think we only listened to that radio show once. Yeah, but I thought um, the, like, not manager, but the um, producer said something about it at once. About like, oh, you can get submissions from people who sometimes become consistent or whatever. Maybe not. Maybe, I don't know. Oh, her, like... dad, her dad wrote into the radio program. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember what he asked. I think he was just like, hey, we're chilling at home. We oh, yeah, that's right. Him. He was one of the people. Oh, yeah, he said, we're listening to the program by candlelight. Yeah. And then uh, Mina Ray's mom was like, you couldn't think of a better state stage name. I guess when people call into radio in Japan, they use fake names. Yeah. I I did like this at last episode a lot, though, uh, because uh, kind of the, the pivotal moment in her radio broadcast is she's she's kind of flipping out over this earthquake. Uh, Mato comes in and on a piece of paper and writes, stop acting like an amateur. And she stops acting like an amateur. This is, mm-hmm. That's kind of the moment she becomes like a real professional radio personality. Right. Yeah. And she's like, I can actually do this. Mm-hmm. Not that her show isn't still bullshit, but. <laughs> yeah, but she knows <laughs> that. I mean, ours is pretty bullshit. I mean, yeah. No, this is a legit show. You we have to do like, a legit like business. Three minutes talking about a world where we have dogs with the wings that are telepathic. Chris, and this is a legit business, and we don't need any police investigating us, okay? Chris, that sounds like something that would happen in one of like the bad Dune sequels. Like, okay. in, in Dune 5 and 6, people sit on dogs that have been bred to be sat upon, and they're called chair dogs. I mean, that's just horses, but dogs. Okay. If you've ever sat on a horse, you would know that the human, that they were not designed to be sat upon because they are uncomfortable. You think sitting on a dog would be comfortable? Well, if it was bred for that purpose, you make it long and flat on top and give it strong legs. I don't want it to be flat because then it'll be like a square. I don't want to sit on a square dog. Listen, we're not going to talk about Dune 5 and 6 anymore because they're basically just like Dune porno. The The first four are good. Don't bother with 5 and 6. John, how are you? You're trying to convince me to not? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I did like seeing this, how... Like, when, it, when there is a disaster, radio is one of the few forms of communication that can still exist. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it functions as an emergency emergency alert system, so they have their own power. Right, they have uh, their own power, and everyone, well, not everyone, but most people have a wireless radio. Mm-hmm. Well, I, yeah. a lot of people did. Nowadays, who knows? Right, so it was like, so it's, it's pretty important in that regard. And since it's, you know, 3.30 in the morning, she's the only one there, and she has to be, like, she, Minari has to be calm about this. She has to be cool and collected because it's the few voices that people actually hear during a emergency. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so yeah, she winds up, usually her program is 20 minutes, basically from 3.30 to 3.50 or so, but she winds up broadcasting all the way until 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. When the professional gets there. Uh, when Chishiro gets there. Oh, also uh, the, the sound guy had to like drive out to the relay stations and set those up. Yeah. Yeah, but he was already in the mountains. Yeah, did anything Mm -hmm. come of that, or was that just kind of... I think it was just, like, to show that everyone is doing something to help. Mm -hmm. Right, like, they know... He said, it's one of the rules. Always keep... Like, stay on the air, or always keep the sound ringing. I don't know. Always keep the signal going. Right. I think think that might have been, like... Like, Kazmato was like, hey, I'm sorry I'm making you do this because you're the sound engineer. And he's like, no, it's fine. One of the rules of radios keep the signal going. So like, that was his thing for sound engineering. So he's just applying that to the relays. Right. Which I thought was fine. Mm-hmm. 
I wish we'd gotten more from him, so that way that would have felt like something. Yeah, yeah. he's had yeah. barely any dialogue or anything. Mm-hmm. I would have loved more with him and with um the girl that Minari lives with, Mizuho. Mizuho, yeah, yeah. because oh, and uh, she has the thing for him. Mm-hmm. Last episode, there was also the thing about Mizuho when she start when she becomes a full fledged director. She wants to do a program that's hosted by Minare and with Kuriko as the writer. Uh, mm-hmm. But she was upset because Kuriko was going to leave radio to go be a novelist. Uh, but she, in this episode, she, she cornered him and said, hey, when I make my directorial co- debut, will you write a script for me? Even if you're going to leave radio. Yeah. And he kind of implied maybe that he's kind of maybe considering not leaving radio. Is that the impression y'all got? Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to say, because I think what happened today is that he, like, remembered what he liked about radio. Mm-hmm. But what I did else? feel like... No, go ahead. And also, I don't really know what would keep you from not doing radio and novelists at the same time. Yeah. I mean, aside from... Yeah, I feel like just working full-time on a novel would be really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I also think, like, writing the radio scripts probably takes a lot more time than it does to actually perform them. Yeah. Well, not the no. way he writes them. Yeah. Like, with a novel, you can't just write and aliens show up. I don't know. Well, but he only does that for Minare, I think. Maybe. I don't know. We Maybe. we never saw him write a script for anybody else. Yeah. Or that level of lack of um, detail for Minare. Because she's shown that she's good at improv. Yeah. She she could roll with the best of them. And I think it was implied in the first episode that even if he does give her a script, that she usually just goes off script. Probably. Yeah, because she was supposed to die to the bear, but she fought the bear. Yeah. And, like, and then, like, I remember in the very first episode, they were all, like, scrambling to, like, oh, God, find bear dying sound effects. <laughs> yeah. But I did, like, I feel like... <laughs> This I don't want to say too much about it because I want to save to talk about the season as a whole. But I feel like this episode gave a nice ending mm-hmm. um, to all our stories and all our plot threads that we had. I also like that it's open to more. I would yeah. love to see a second. It is, season. but it doesn't feel like it needs more. No, mm-hmm. it's like a it's like a good uh, good French macaroon. You'd have one, and you'd be satisfied. We could also have another. No, I wouldn't. Why would I just have one, John? Because they're expensive as hell, Andrew. Make your own. Do you think I'm a good enough pastry chef to do that? I mean, just get good. I mean, you live by yourself. What else are you doing? Uh, I'm going to make beef stew tomorrow night. Make macaroons instead. Make beef macaroons. (laughs) (laughs) The dumpling. That's that's not even what what? That's not a dumpling. I've thought about trying to make dumplings. What's stopping you, John? Uh, I don't have. Actually, I probably do have dumpling stuff here because I have flour for once. I wanted to make pancakes, but that I didn't realize I needed baking powder or baking soda. I can't remember which one. Damn it! I mean, you don't I want pancakes. I mean, that's a you're gonna get a flat ass pancake if you don't have it. Pancakes supposed to be flat. Well, they're supposed to be kind of puffy. Eh, I'm with Chris on this one. Let's make French toast. Yeah, I have all this stuff for French toast, so I might do I don't have good bread for it. It'll be kind of flimsy bread, but it's all right. Anyways, we done with Wave listening to me? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what was your favorite episode of Wapper? I like the one where they talked about breakfast for a long time. Okay. <laughs> uh, last up on our list. Is it already last? Wow, yeah. yeah. It's only uh, four. Shut up. No. That's kind of the whole point of this, John. <laughs> uh, last up on our list is Hamifura. Uh, in the last episode of Hamifura, Katarina manages to understand and help save Sirius Deke, who resolves to quit being a serious dick. Uh, at the graduation party, uh, Katarina is still concerned about her doom ending before it finally starts to set in that everyone is into her. No, and then it no. And then it still it doesn't. That's in 
that she did the friendship ending where everyone gets along with everyone and there's no doom for her. What I think is funny is that Maria pretty much said, hey, I want you. And she yeah. was like, kiss so me cool. now. And she was like, oh, you're such a good friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then everyone's like, wait, if you're confessing, I need to confess too. Even Sirius Deke came back and confessed. Well, now he's yeah, Raphael. No, he now he's Raphael Walt. Walt. Which is yeah. also a good name. Not quite as powerful as Sirius Deke, but... Yeah. Well, because Sirius Deke was the memories that were implanted into him by... by his fake mother. Yeah. Yes. The memories of, from his dead half-brother, I think. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, he was alive at the time, but yes. Dying half-brother. Yeah, and the dark magic was from the guy who did it because he wanted revenge on... The mom. The mom, yeah. That was kind of a lame reveal. Because it's like, who's behind everything? Oh, it's this guy that we only met in this episode. Oh, he's gone. We Didn't did even it. get a name, yeah. Well, because it's but not he... focusing about that. It's supposed yeah. to be about the... It's not really about that, yeah. Romance characters, yeah. It's about, it's about Katarina helping him beat it with the power of love. Yeah. Right. Yeah, this show's all about transforming people through the power of oblivious love. <laughs> I would say friendship, but yes. It's friendship, or you're using the power of friendship, but everyone else thinks it's the power of love. Right. And I love how they're like, oh, that's Katarina seducing another one. <laughs> they, they, they must have realized by now that she's just blisteringly stupid and hasn't noticed any of them oh, yet, Oh, I right? think so. Okay. Yeah, like, there, there are several times where characters are like, wow, you're so fucking dense. I want, especially I think in the last episode, they were yeah. a bit mean to her about it. <laughs> I want a whole episode that's just Keith and Jordo and no other of the main characters. Are they your OTP? No, because I think it's they're always hilarious when they're together. Because I like, mean, like the two, they're probably the two that like each other the least, and they're always like speaking to each other through gritted teeth, like yeah, including Shatter, in this episode. Chattering, it's just like wow, they're like BFFs. <laughs> if we had to have an OTP. That didn't include Katarina. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think Keith That's... and Jordo would be the like enemies to lovers thing. No, yeah. Sophia and Nicole. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Fair enough. I hate that you're right. <laughs> yeah. And I think Mary and Alan, Alan. would be interesting, well, but I don't think it would. No one cares. Not, not these versions of Mary and Alan, at least. Right. Um, they didn't. They kind of sprung the friendship ending on us in this episode. Yeah, but this show <laughs> sprung the secret character on us like an episode ago. So that's you true. Know. The, the, the secret, the secret character was a couple episodes ago because she had that dream with Achan where she was like, "Hey, yeah. there's a secret character," and then they just kind of left it for a couple uh, okay. episodes. Yeah. Uh, other things that I liked in this episode. Katarina had her what nineteen thousand eight hundred strategy meeting inside her head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, most of them don't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I mean, she basically doesn't need them anymore because she's gone so wildly off the game script at this point. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, at, at the end of the show, she was like, "I'm finally free from the game script," and, we're, and I'm just thinking, Katarina, you've been off the game script for a long time. Yeah. Right, like if she actually was aware and not oblivious, she would have known. She had no chance of getting killed by anyone. Like she was already like completely off the script by the time she even came to the school. Yeah. Well, I also kind of feel like the main reason she's oblivious is because she hasn't even considered the possibility that these characters could go off script. That's true. Well, not only that, but when she's talking down Sirius... She's like, I'm not the main character. I'm the villainess. Yeah. And no one really says anything about it. But like, that's still what she thinks. She doesn't realize that she's the main character us to choose now. Yeah. Like, she thinks she's the one who's stopping everything, so to speak. Man, they blue balled us real hard with that toy snake, didn't they? <laughs> Just selling it now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm sad she didn't get to use it, like even in a totally joking way. 
Well, or maybe like Sirius Deke uses dark magic and takes over Jordo for a second and she throws the snake at him or something. That's yeah, another... and everyone's just like, why do you have that? <laughs> I, I kind of wish that everyone else had done something. Yeah. Because like they were all just kind of there. At least at least uh, Maria could have said something to Sirius because they spent a lot of time together. Yeah. But, and Maria's the protagonist. If yeah. we're following Katarina's logic. But I'm fine with Katarina being the main, main character still. Yeah. Yeah, well, because also, when you... In Atoma games like this, like... The main character, everything revolves around them. Yeah. Uh, yes, our resident Otome game expert. <laughs> I mean, I've played more than you, Chris, that's for sure. Yeah. I won't Have deny you, that. I didn't, I didn't know you actually played any. Andrew is yeah. an Otome game. Does it, yes. is it, does it count as an Otome game if the character is male and the characters are female? No. Oh. So it's specifically a game where you date cute boys. It's specifically a game where you play as a female dating men. Like, okay. that is... Now, that doesn't mean there's not versions of Otome games, but, like, that is the definition Would of Otome game. count as Otome? No. I've, I've played Katawa Shoujo. I haven't played that many, John, okay? I've played some. Yeah, he's just played more than us. Right? Uh, Katawa Shoujo is a dating sim that takes place at a school for people with disabilities. Uh, nice. They're all physical disabilities. So, like, one girl is blind, one girl is deaf, one girl has no legs, one girl has no arms, and one girl is, has, like, an entire side of her body, like, burned horribly. Yeah, but like here, I'll I'll look up the official definition of Otome. It's only the last episode, and now we're finally doing this. It's <laughs> called a maiden game, and it's Ugh. a story-based video game that is targeted towards women. A maiden game? What is this? Fire Emblem Awakening? Maiden, ah, like damn. um, no, maiden, like M-A-I-D-E-N. Oh, oh, maiden. Okay, <laughs> not a maiden game. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it could be. And generally, one of the goals, besides the main plot goal, is to develop a romantic relationship between the female player character and one of several male characters. Is that not the only goal? I mean... Or there could be a goal where it's like, oh, we need to stop the Shadow King. Yeah, fair enough. So the opposite are Bishoujo. Okay. Do they Which... both fall under the category of dating sim? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. But ultimately, all that to say, in an Otome game, it revolves around the main character. Like, there's... The characters yeah. also that you don't choose for the route don't do anything. <laughs> I wasn't... Real... Going back to what we were talking about before, it wasn't that really that Katarina was the one who saved things, but it was like the whole group went down there when it really just needed... They really didn't need to. Yeah, yeah. I wish they would have said... I do agree. I wish they would have said something. I get why they didn't. Mm -hmm. But even if they just had, like, one line where they said, like, oh, don't do this, or we you're like this, friend. you're a friend, you're a president, you know, like, all chimed in like that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, this show, very much so, in my opinion, most of the relationships are between Katarina and the characters. Yeah. They mm -hmm. don't develop the ones besides that too much. They do a little, but not too much. Mm -hmm. Like, it's more their relationships with each other in regards to Katarina. Right, because, like, Mary doesn't want Alan to realize that she he well, loves she her, though it's, but... she didn't. And then Keith and Giordo are competing over her, and, like, um, Sophia is, like, she tells Nicole at the end of this, like, hey, you better come or else you'll fall behind. Yeah. <laughs> Like they're they're really threatening because they're like the tag team. They're yeah, right? they're operating as one unit. Mm -hmm. Because I think Sophia's fine just being her friend. She wants to be more than her friend, but she's like, I'd rather my brother have it. Well, I think what it is, either of them would be okay if it was the other. Yeah. That's probably yeah. Because like if well if one of them ends up with her, then the other one's basically with her too. Man, well they could just all they could go for Andrew's ending. Was Andrew's ending? Polyamorous relationship. Oh, yeah. That's not 
That's not okay. I feel like I need to clarify that I've just always joked that since no one can ever get a date, that we should all just end up in a polyamorous relationship. So that I, I need to clarify that for everyone. Sure, bud. Whatever you want to tell yourself. It's, it's okay. We're not voting. Nope. So I, I don't know. Fire everything. Too late. <laughs> uh, I say as the queen that it is too late to do that. Sorry. So Down with the monarchy. The anime revolution. I mean, if, I'll, I'll pull a Denmark and... No, I'm not going to step down yet. Fuck you. This revolution Okay. <laughs> the revolution gives up. <laughs> oh, wow. The revolution doesn't care. Looks like I won. Counter-revolution successful. <laughs> well, what about the counter-counter-revolution? Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't expect that. I just realized I spelled half-brother, half-border. Border. 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 Border, I demand oats. <laughs> instead, of like, instead of, like, bruh, it's boar. Oh my gosh. Anyways, um, next week we're going to have our season finale. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the shows as a whole. We're going to have our favorite anime, best character, best OTP, not OTP, OP and ED. Hey, we could do OTP. Yeah, I say we should. Oh, sure. Okay, anime. best OTP yeah. and um, best ED and OP. But best disappointment and biggest surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Let's or not best disappointment, biggest disappointment, best surprise. Best, best disappointment, worst <laughs> surprise. <laughs> we can call them that. Yeah. So, uh, with all that being said, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Wappercast uh, yeah. for more updates. And because next season's coming up, so we will be uh, <clears throat> doing another poll soon for uh, what for what we're going to watch next season. Mm-hmm. So make sure to vote on that. Yeah, so the finale should be next week, which will be, I think, July 1st. And then the hiring will be the week after that on July 8th. Then the week after that should be our Trigon episode, right? Well, the the week of the hiring, we will do the Trigon episode. will come out that Friday, the 10th. Yep. So, yeah. All right. So, this season's rapidly drawing to its close. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I really hated it. Well, off with his head. Uh, I've been John, your queen of weebs. I've been Chris, go to hell, dumbass coffee. And I've been Andrew, CEO of Ye Crazy Ha. All right. Ravioli.